You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. What up, everybody? It's Al Mega back again with a, yet another awesome Comic Crusaders podcast. And today, yes, we're focusing on indie comics, specifically an awesome independent comic publisher that one of my fellow Crusaders happens to be a part of. So first, let me introduce the usual face that you guys know and love, the one and only Mr. Shade wearing Steve Sellers. What's popping in, Mano? Oh, glad to be here. Um... I don't know. It's been a really nice day, I would say. Yeah, definitely. I, I've been having a very busy day, mm-hmm. but it's always because I've been talking to amazing creators all day, Absolutely. you know, like yourself. And mm-hmm. just like who I'm about to present, I mean, my man is killing it in the independent kind market, Wicked Publishing. You got the home inverse. I mean, a whole bunch of stuff going on. There's an awesome indie Google that you guys have out right now. I'm very honored to introduce one and only Mike Nunley. Hey, hey, hey. Bye. What's popping, kiddo? How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Excited to be here. Not happy to have you on, man, because I know Shaywin has always preached the greatness of the, of the indie comics and especially the, you know the Omen brand. So I'm happy to have you on to discuss you know what the brand is all about, all your awesome projects, and hopefully bring our amazing community of crusaders you know to go visit those shops, you know visit that site, and support that amazing indie Google you guys have out. So. Introduce yourself, Mr. Nunley. Where are you from? Um, well, um, I grew up in Chico, California. Chico, hey! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, essentially, uh, I- I've wanted to make comics since I was uh, 12 years old. I, I made my first one uh, on typewriter paper. I drew my own art and everything. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, uh, so... Uh, I, I, I got into it as, as, as soon as I, as soon as I could, after trying a couple of different avenues, uh, started up Omen Comics back in 2018, um, brought in, uh, my, my boy Steve over there, uh, to, to write a couple of the titles for me. And, uh, well, we've, uh, we've since, uh, put out, uh, we're on, including the Revelation comics. We're at eight books right now, uh, about to put out a ninth. Hey, check that out. Two-year journey. Oh, well, three years right now. And you have yeah. all those books. I mean, you've been doing stuff. You've been kicking ass. And I know that based on the masterminds that we've had, I know Shaving is always on top of it, thinking this is the next thing I'll, we're trying to do here, pop, pop, pop. And I love it. So talk about that, getting into the creative journey, Mike. I mean, you said you, you did your own stuff on a typewriter. Kids, yeah, a typewriter, look it up. It's an old-school device, the paper, no, no screens. <laughs> You know, <laughs> so how was that journey? You, you you doing stuff as a kid, but when the when did the creative bite bug where you said, okay, I want to do something myself? Uh, well, um, it I would say that the the uh, the bug hit me really with with two sources. Um, uh, as far as uh, world building, um, it was really young with Tolkien. Um, I, I'm big fan of Tolkien. I, I loved reading, uh, his, his history books and everything and how he built all that up. Um, but the, the comic that actually made me say, you know what? Uh, I know I want to be a writer, but 
I definitely want to be a comic writer, and that and that's because of the Spider-Man Wolverine comic came back. Uh, oh, 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 the one where uh, Wolverine is smash, smashing the tombstone and you see Spidey. Like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christopher yeah. Priest, bro. That I that was one of my first comics too. Once I got into it. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I got in oh, wow. I got into comics earlier than that, and I, I really I really liked them, but that one that one really. It made me say, you know what? This is what I want to do. Uh, this is this is what I, I this is how I want to tell stories. Damn, man! You made me miss that book. Now, shit! I wish I never <laughs> parted with it. And it's a beautiful <laughs> cover, and I get it. For me, that was also one of my first times, at least that I saw. It was like Spider Man is fighting Wolverine, but aren't they good? Type situation. Like, what's going on here? Definitely was a, a great book for the imagination. Definitely a lot more uh, adultish content <laughs> inside. That was yeah, that kids? was one of the things <laughs> that really appealed to me was that uh, a lot of the comics I were I was reading uh, back at that time were were uh, felt you know kind of I guess watered down. They weren't they weren't uh, like adults type stories, and like you said, that that Spider Man versus Wolverine comic definitely was. Yeah, it was very adultish, and I like that for that. You know, if took the character seriously, where I now take them seriously. That that was one of those points. Like, okay, you know, there's a lot more stuff than just them being here. I'm the good guy. You know, there was a lot deeper things going on. Right, That's right. What that helps for me. A whole, a whole. Uh, th- there's a lot more that went into the actual uh, when what became the Omen verse itself. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I got into mythology really young, particularly Greek and uh, Norse mythology. Did you uh, have also, a Did you have a mythology teacher in school? Uh, no, no, um, never. All my, all my mythology background is from devouring every book at the library. Oh, I actually <laughs> had a mythology teacher in junior oh, high nice. school. It was whole mythology I had, class. I never had a mythology teacher, but uh, I did definitely have like. Uh, literature courses that like went into Greek mythology fairly decently. Okay. See, the only other thing I had, again, I guess I, this was Brooklyn. I guess they probably thought we were all yeah. illiterate. So you, we needed all the help we could get. So besides the mythology class, we had a creative writing class and I'll yeah. never forget the teacher's name. I couldn't pronounce it at first. So he, he would tell everybody, call me Mr. You, but I want to give a shout out to this guy. He, he was taught his creative writing. He was teaching us to have fun with it. And unfortunately, there was ungrateful kids in the classroom. Hey, it's the 90s. What do you want? But Mr. Uthganat, if you're still around, thank you. Because he definitely helped build up my creative juices and, and imagination. That's kind of fun to say, Uthganat. Uthganat, yeah. I mean, that's a really he, interesting he, name. But people, yeah, and people would just, he would be like, you can't say it, just call me Mr. You. Okay? All right. Bet. <laughs> All right. I forgot my so, mythology teacher's name because I remember what one day he was teaching us about. Um, uh, oh shit, Zeus, Odin, one of the two, mm-hmm. and he he actually brought in a garbage lid, the metal ones, and he had this stick, and he's, he's talking, he's actually acting it out, and you hear the thunder, and he's smashing this that the vice principal game and everything okay in here because again we were troublesome school, <laughs> <laughs> so everything okay? Oh yeah, yeah, it's just me teasing. And she goes, oh my god, I thought there was a rumble here because you know the day before we did have one in the lunchroom, but hey. Oh, Tales for Where were day. those classes when I was in school, man? <laughs> you should have went to New York, man, Brooklyn. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I didn't get any cool stuff like that until I got into grad school. So, <laughs> oh man, crazy. So, all right, so you guys, you're, you're into mythology, you know, and, and the seeds are starting to sprinkle in your brain, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, the other, the other huge influence has got to be horror. 
Um, I'm, I'm a big horror fan. Uh, have been since uh, I first saw my one of the first films I remember watching was A Nightmare on Elm Street in 1984. Oh, nice. Okay, I gotta ask you, what was your first horror movie at a movie theater that your parents took you to? That my parents took me to. Did they take it to any oh. horror? Uh, well, I think the first the first horror movie uh, I I saw in the theater was not uh, my my parents didn't take me to it. Uh, we usually bought uh, that was in the eighties, you know. So <laughs> the the thing was we'd rent the videos at the at the store, uh, you know, the and, mom and pop video home, store. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. For me, it was American Werewolf in London, but I barely remember it now. <laughs> oh, really? My first horror movie in a movie theater was Linda Blair's Hell Night that my parents took me mm. to. Oh damn! Yeah, I, 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 they they put me in strong on that one, and then they they, they don't know what they did to me because after that it was Fangoria magazines and and horror movies at the video store. I mean, the lady knew immediately as soon as hey, as we got new movies in today. I know what you like, so here, look, we got these if you want them. She used to give me first dibs on the horror tapes. Oh, nice! Yeah, you I was the in there frequently. The video store. Yeah, it was the mom and shop. Uh, it was called Prestige Video Mom and Pops. I remember that when they went out of business, though, sadly, um, my boys, two of them, two of my <laughs> these guys is crazy. They bought up the whole porno section. <laughs> I mean, every video. I mean, and, they're, they're and like, that's saying something. <laughs> you know, pop stores, they got a section of porno. <laughs> yes. They bought every. I'm like, I saw them carrying boxes. You know, me being a good friend, you need help? They're like, yeah, grab a box. And I'm like, what's in it? They're like, oh, take a look. If you want something, grab it. I open it. I'm like, oh, my God. No, you didn't. And I'm taking this to, <laughs> to my boy's house with his mom there. And she's like, what's in the boxes? And I got, I turned massively red. And I'm like, oh, my God. I hope she does not stop one of us and looks inside. <laughs> good, good old days. Good old days. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so you're doing the video store, so you got into horror. So now we have mythology link and we have the horror link. Right, right. If there's if there's one more link, it's got that. And this is one me and Steve actually have in common, and that's classic literature. Yeah. Wow, okay. Um, right, I would uh, say classic literature is going to be a big, big influence on uh, Guardians of the Lamb, which we're going to talk about. Hey. Yeah. Hey, excellent. All right, so let's get into that. Actually, let me pull up the link first because I want people to take a look at what we're talking about, no doubt. And, and can you give a, a kind of a, a little information about it, about the Guardians? Yeah, um, the basic idea is that this is a time travel series um, that really starts with uh, Roman Jerusalem um, and uh, seven people making a terrible mistake. Um, and the angels basically recruit these people to go back and fix the damage they cause uh, by going to various points in time and space and fixing the damage. Um, and uh, some of these adventures that they will be dropped into uh, will involve classical literature. Um, in fact, I would say the uh, first arc uh, after the first issue um, deals directly with the Trojan War. And uh, there are definitely other locations uh, in time and space that they'll be going to after that. Hey, let, let's talk about, oh, actually, look at this. I didn't know you had an audio video there. So you know what I got to do now, right? We have to share that, and then we're going to continue talking about All this right. awesomeness here because we got to see this video now. We got to hear it, too. <laughs> let's okay. do this. Don't you love technology sometimes? It's like, yeah, I didn't notice. Let's do it. That's okay. 
Art, art courtesy of Tazanawasika. Right, and Guardians of a Lamb number one. We find out what happens when you kill a god. Mm. 2,000 years ago, the son of El was crucified by the Romans. And when that happened, there was a great earthquake. The sun itself disappeared from the sky, and it became black as night. The dead were seen risen up out of the grave and walking around Jerusalem. As Marius Longinus takes the spear of destiny and pierces it through the side of Yeshua, uh, killing him off, there's a great and terrible thunderous crack in the sky as the Elayim tree, the world tree itself, splinters and cracks. Uh, creating havoc across space-time and threatening all of existence. Now, heaven is furious about the death of El's son, and they're particularly mad about the, the damage done to the Elaim tree. So the angel said over time, Uriel, gathers together the motley crew of people most responsible for Yeshua's death, including Marius Longinus, and under threat of eternal damnation, demands that they travel through the mythological past of the Omenverse and repair the Elaim tree. All right. I want to talk to you about the Omen verse. Now, the Omen verse is very near and dear to my heart. I've been working on this for a lot of years. Uh, essentially, what I did was put together all of my loves into one into one universe. And uh, to do that, I amalgamated the world's myths, uh, legends, uh, folklore, uh, various religious beliefs, uh, and I blended them together with horror, uh, the supernatural, apocalyptic themes, and superheroes. And that, my friend, is the recipe for the Omenverse. We hope you're as excited about bringing this unique time travel adventure into the world as we are. We love making comics around here. Uh, Omenverse is a really fun universe to work in. And this title, Guardians of the Lamb in particular, is particularly fun. Um, out of all of our six titles, the Guardians of Elaine title is the one that really allows us to explore the amalgamated mythological history of the Omenverse, and that makes it particularly neat. Uh, just to give you a little taste, one of the first places the Guardians are going to go is to Troy, uh, so that'll be really fun. Now, your support, uh, along with getting you some cool stuff from Omen Comics, uh, helps pay for the creation uh, of... Uh, Guardians of a Lamb, and uh, we want to thank you for that support in advance. Now, just sharing this video and helping us get the word out is a great help. Uh, we want to thank you for watching this video, and we want to thank you for your interest in Guardians of a Lamb. Hey, there you go. Kicking mm -hmm. ass. Kicking ass. Yes, sir. So, th th look at this. We got some awesome artwork on screen, right? Uh, Tazen just continues to to kill it on these images. Uh, that was the variant cover that he did for number one. Ooh, ooh! Hey, can can you kind of give us a breakdown on these characters here? What's popping? Um, yeah, I can definitely talk about them. Um, yeah, Morris Longinus, who is uh, the person that um, Mike talked about in the video, um, is our main character. And I kind of looked at him like immediately, like he was the first character that came to my mind when I was looking at this. Uh, because I needed a character who was directly involved in events and somebody with a personal stake in the story. Um, and considering he's the one who actually spears uh, Yeshua um, in the side with the spear um, and is entire, made largely responsible for what's going on, 
um, it seemed logical to me that it should be a redemption story. And uh, redemption really is a big theme of the Omenverse in general. Uh, so he really, really fits that. Um, he's he's a Roman centurion, um, and and I kind of look at him as like Captain Rome uh, to give you an idea. He's somebody who believes in what the principles of what Rome was founded on, uh, but he has to follow orders, and so mm. um, he is doing his duty, even though it's not what he would personally choose to do. Gotcha, gotcha. I love that. I love that name, Captain Rome for Marius. That is just cool. <laughs> it, it's just the easiest way to describe him. I mean, he is a, I guess, a cultural hero in the same way uh, that Captain America is. It's just that he's embodying um, very ancient values. Okay, uh, and over here, this is the sign-up page, right? Uh, when do yeah. you expect uh, the uh, book to go live on Indiegogo? The book is going live on the twentieth, just this next Monday. Mm-hmm. Hey, oh, a week, folks! You better sign up. Stop wasting time. You got a week. Yeah, you got one week to sign up. And I got to ask you, I saw this. What's this all about getting drawn into comics? Uh, well, check this out. Um, do you remember the uh, the Superman versus Ali comic where they had the they had the spread uh, on the cover that yes. had all the different celebrities and everything in it, right? right? Well, I got a similar scene that's going to take place at a high school. And um, I, I'm going to draw in. Uh, I got, I got, I believe there's 48 uh, slots uh, available. Uh, this is going to be a big old double page spread, mm. um, and uh, it's going to take place uh, in, in a high school uh, during like a rally. So it's going to be a couple of shots of of uh, people in the in the stands and everything. Ooh, that means that Al Mega could be part of the audience in the Omen verse. That's right. Hey, I love it. Dragon Girl and Albino uh, Warrior, I believe it is. Yeah, Dragon Girl, Albino Warrior. That's going to be the comic that comes out next, right after Guardians of Alayum. Oh, yeah, look that's at these guys. Book. Jesus Christ, these guys are like planning ahead. I just got off a podcast where they were talking about planning ahead. I mean, you were, you don't even have Guardians out of Liam, and you already talking about the next project too. Amazing! What a work yeah, machine. We're we are we are all up in that. Actually, um, we're we're. Uh, I, I'm personally about seven or eight comics ahead of uh, our publishing schedule. Uh, we we got a lot coming. Um, a whole whole big old uh, phase coming coming your way. Going to be somewhere around maybe sixty seventy comics. This wow, folks! I mean, thank you first for being one of those forward thinking creators that are prepping in advance. You know, <laughs> for, for people that way they could get their books on time. Now, what's the purpose of the Indiegogo for this project? What are we, what are we looking to accomplish? Well, um, honestly, uh, you know, making comics is a team effort, um, and it can get very expensive uh, to make even one, uh, especially uh, a forty-four page comic like uh, Guardians of a Lamb. Forty-four pages. Yeah, for the first issue. Oh, well, it's beautiful. Yeah, um, it's a, it was I, a long I, strip to write. <laughs> Poor Steve. <laughs> no wonder he ain't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and, and he did, he had to do a lot of research into that too uh yeah the it, research it, process I, I really for guardians like is it. probably the most of anything any title i do and it's rewarding it's always fun to do it um especially if i can find little factoids or little bits of character that i can throw into a particular script for guardian so yeah i'm glad to do it in the research for guardian was there any particular thing that stuck out at you as either being like extremely funny or like extremely horrible but you weren't aware of before. 
Um, for this particular issue, um, yeah, I think there was one point where I was trying to um, like uh, research um, Roman soldiers and you know how they actually uh, took care of their horses and uh, particularly how they dealt with their trash. <laughs> it was, it, yeah, it was, a, it was, yeah. I'm not going to describe it here, but it was interesting. Oh man, all oh, right, that really sounds bad. And then yeah. even the yeah. treatment of horses, I, I don't want to. Oh yeah. god. Like I told you, I have an overactive imagination. Like I already smell the horse shit. Horrible. <laughs> well, I had horses that I kind of needed to account for, so I was like, okay, where where, where are they going to be at this particular point in the script? And hopefully, like, not on somebody's plate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or in somebody's bed. which. Yeah, this is not like it. This is not like an immature comic. So, like, you know, that so that stuff is off to the side. <laughs> Excellent. So, how does this tie into the greater universe that you guys are building? Um, I would say it's definitely the historical background to what's going on now. Um, uh, I, I try to write everything so that it's independent and that you can read it on its own. Uh, but when you read it with the other things, you see a larger picture that comes together. Um, I would say there's definitely in the second issue, uh, we start talking a little bit more big picture stuff because the angels are more involved in that. Um, and the angels have their hooks um, in other books that we're doing. Uh, I would say particularly Omen. Um, Omen uh, ties into it. And then there's a major character from our other book, uh, my other book, um, White Druid and Michael Nero, who will show up uh, as a recurring hey. character. Uh, and that is Luo Shi, the White Druid. And in oh. fact, he cameos in the first issue. Oh, my God. Folks, it's going to be a collector's item. It's going to so be a very I, nice collector. Go ahead. If I could just answer your, uh, your, your, your question, our, our, main, our main goal uh, for, for this campaign is just paying uh, for the comic itself. Um, we, the comic is, is getting made, uh, right now. Um, in fact, uh, the, the colors should be done in just a couple of days. Um, and, uh, then they're going to be, they, they should be done being lettered by the time it gets done. Anyway, that, that we're asking for, uh, $2,637 and it's 37. I'm telling you, cause that's exactly <laughs> how much money we need. <laughs> wow. So you're not even going over. You just want to be able to put the book in people's hands that's what you need to make it happen yeah right right it's not hands it, down. it's really just about getting the book out there and Wonderful. the art is out there and it's amazing um i'm hoping that it'll it'll validate expectations let's put it that way excellent you know i also want to show off because i mean we're talking about all this because the wicked publishing universe omen comics i mean patreon I mean, all right, that's something I want to ask. I mean, how is the Patreon going for you? And when somebody's a part of your Patreon, you know, I mean, what are we getting? What are we, what, what's um, going on here? Well, we got, like, as, you, as you're seeing there, we got, we got different, uh, different packages. It, it all depends on, on the level of involvement you want. Uh, some people just want to get the comics and the art. Uh, they, they don't, they don't want any of the extra stuff like the videos we put out and the, the insider information, all of that. So that's what those, the, the first couple of pa the, uh, packages are there for. Uh, they're for people who just want the digital copies or stuff. And then if you even, if your digital isn't enough for you and you want printed copies, uh, that's what that that's what that six dollar one is there in there for. Uh, you get the digital stuff and the printed stuff. Wait, for six dollars a month, you get a print book too on top of the digi. Yep, that's a bargain. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah. yeah. And uh, those those last two there, that's when you get all of the good stuff. That's when you get all of our uh, background. By the way, check out those pictures. That there is Scott Tipton. 
uh, on the $7 one, and that one is Terry Mayo on the $10 one. Oh, how did you get them involved with the... Whoa! Whippa. They're friends. Hey, they're your people. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. we go all the way back to Chico Comic Space, so... Awesome. Look at this. You, got, you know, you got stuff going on. You know, you got origins, all right? You got goals, but people support it. This is independent comics. This is how independent comics happen, all right? Look at that. Yeah. Omen Comics, Revelation Comics, right? We got the mm-hmm. Indiegogo. And talk to a little bit about the Wicked Publishing. Uh, Wicked Publishing. Uh, we signed with them, uh, see, back in July. Yep. Okay. And um, so far, they have put out uh, the first four of our books. It's Omen number one, uh, White Druid of Michael Nero number one, Galsman number one, and then the first uh, of the Revelation comics, Blitz number one. Uh, that's Steve's baby right there. Yep. Yes, yes. I saw him that picture that he was showing it off all proudly, like, like a father coming out of a hospital with a newborn baby. <laughs> that's how he looked with that comic book. Dude, that's uh, how to- that is how Tosin makes you feel when, when you <laughs> when you write when you write something and he busts it out with that art. I mean, every time you're just like, "Yes, that is what I was thinking." <laughs> yeah, he has a way of reading your mind. I, I I just am amazed by it, and and that's the really the joy of doing you know, comics like this is you have a thing in your head and then you send it off to an artist thinking, "Okay, yeah, I know what this is going to look like. It's going to look great," uh, and then he comes back to you with this amazing thing that you never had imagined. Um, and is way better than what was in your head, and and that's that's the magic. Uh, uh, do you admit that at the time? Wow, this looks better than even I thought. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I'm always I always embrace that sort of thing. It's like yeah, if you come up with something better than what I had in my head, I'm you know that makes me happy. As long as the book you know, is better for it, I, that's good, right with me. Agreed. You put this really well the other day, I think. Um, uh, when we were when we were talk, talking about uh, uh, Tosin's Tosin's uh, efforts in in Omen and Revelation mm-hmm. comic, yeah, uh, he the artist essentially does the heavy lifting in, in yeah. a comic story, absolutely. And uh, uh, Tosin not only carries that, uh, he's like throw on a little bit more. I can I can work this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't matter what we throw at him. It doesn't matter what we we say. Do this. Do this. Do this. He just busts it out. Uh, yeah, draw Roman Jerusalem, and then you see the pages, and they're like, "Oh my God, that's even better than what I had <laughs> laid out." Amazing. Yeah, uh, honestly, I, I wouldn't want to work with uh, the the whole team we got here between uh, Guido Martinez, uh, Tosin Alasica, um, uh, Russ Pirozek is our editor. Uh, me and Steve. Uh, that makes the the Omen the Omenverse creative team there. And um, so how did you uh, find it, your team though? Other, you know, you guys connected on Tolkien, right? And Class A. But how did you find the rest of your team? Um. A lot of this actually came from when I ran the Chico Comics page. It was like an online comic magazine. Okay. Um, yeah, it was kind of like we were doing some of the same kinds of things that we that I do for Crusaders. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I uh, with uh, Tosin specifically, we were doing artist spotlights, and I interviewed him. Um, uh, same thing with uh, uh, Guido Martinez. Uh, I, I got a, I got a hold of him, uh, and check this out. Uh, we're international. Uh, Tosin is all the way over in Ibadan, Nigeria. Oh, wow. And uh, Guido Martinez all the way down in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Oh, nice. And, and nice. we spread across the United States, too. <laughs> so you got the U.S., you got uh, oh, uh, Nigeria's in Africa, correct? Yes. Yeah. And, and then you got Sul America. Jesus Christ, look at mm-hmm. you. Just like the Crusaders, I got people in Australia, UK, Germany, and across the whole U.S. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> Don't you love yeah. technology? You can build 
an amazing team of people that are just as passionate as you, and you probably never even shook their hand once in real life. Yeah, but right? the internet makes everything possible, and you can always uh, virtually handshake as much as you want. No way, but one day I want to shake your hand for real, Shaywin, because you you've been an awesome crusader, you know, always. Since, Definitely, since you came and, on. And, I, and and I really like appreciate the opportunities I've gotten from both of you. So, no nah, man, and, and Mike, I mean, you you brought him to us, you know, Mike Nunley, and I love it. He's a person just like us, you know, we, we, we're good spirited, we're independent, and we're trying to bring the best version of ourselves and our products to a world of fans, you know, just like us through positive stuff, which is great. And, and I really love that. Now, yeah, man, I want to know this just from a creative perspective. Why go Indiegogo route and not Kickstarter? Um, actually, that was uh, 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 and the advice of uh, Wicked Publishing. Um, hmm? They had suggested that um, they've had a lot more success on Indiegogo than they have on Kickstarter. Uh, okay. So I went with that. Okay, so ju- just out of a recommendation, not any personal experience. Yeah, I've I, well, no, I've had I've had a couple. Uh, I've tried both Kickstarter and Indiegogo in the past for our previous comics, and okay. they just didn't. the The campaigns just didn't do all that well. Um, yeah, so I, I think I, that Indiegogo is one of those things where you have to have a certain level of recognition um, in order to really take off. But once you get that, then then you do better. I know. Listen, I spoke to a creator that has joined a particular hashtag <laughs> and he says that he noticed sales increases because of that now money is money i get it but i would never associate myself with any hashtag that i don't feel comfortable with feel me <laughs> no yes yeah. I, I don't want to i'm sure don't, we can all think of a few <laughs> yeah exactly you know so i don't want to use use my platform to to talk about them but just want to say it's like you know I guess there's a market for everyone, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, but but with guardians, this whole usage. Oh, that's another thing. I mean, you mentioned angels. You you kind of throw, I guess, religious stuff into sure. it. Have you guys gotten any any type of feedback from those communities? I have not no. personally. No. Good. Thank goodness. You don't want it. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 I mean, I just kind of look at it in the same way as you know, Marvel does has their version of Thor and you know uh, their version of Hercules and all these other things. It's the same thing. Oh, wait a minute. Do. So or, have... or Spawn does with uh, Christian uh, theology. I mean, it, it's you know, it's it's we're trying to create a fictional version to tell with our stories. It's not necessarily making a commentary on religion per se. Um, that said, I have always strived. Um, I think in this issue. Uh, to make sure that Yeshua comes along, you know, reasonably accurate and uh, respectful um, to um, the people who believe. I'll love it. Folks, it's right there. Look, do that pre-order because if you do the pre-order, you get a little break, right? Up to 10% off, right? Yeah, yeah. So they got to, like, sign up. You know, it's it's dropping next week. Get in there. save, Save a couple of bucks right now, all right? But what's most importantly is you got to get into the minds of these creators, right? <laughs> so you got to follow yeah. Mike. You got to follow Steve, right? Yes, sir. I'd like to. I'd like to mention uh, also with the with with com- with combining with amalgamating all these different mythologies and and beliefs and stuff into one universe. Um, th- these are not necessarily going to be as familiar as they might be to those who are oh. are, are accustomed to these, and 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 this mm-hmm. is the reason why. Um, I don't, for for those of you that have read mythology at all, you know that every every uh, base mythology from every every culture uh, all believes that they are the only gods. 
that they are the creators of the universe. And so um, I had to I had to amalgamate that. I had to put a universe where all of these gods uh, could exist in the same universe without contradicting each other. And that that required making some changes. Oh, I want to now I want to see all these people uh, battle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, uh, let, let's just say uh, we, we got a little something in store for us. Hold on a second. No, you take care of that. And um, so with the projects, Norton the 20th, you got this amalgamation. I love that. It is kind of crazy and and different. Because a lot of comics don't touch on these type of themes anymore. You know, Spawn is one of the few that does that Christian stuff. And I know for a fact that there's been Christians that have had problems with that book. Me, it's just a comic book, folks. Relax. You know what I mean? Um, that that's totally where 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 we're at with it too. Um, we're not we're not trying to make uh, political or religious speeches here. Uh, we're just trying to tell an entertaining story, and that's, that's what's what, key. Story yeah. is everything. Like uh, even with a movie, for example, like my wife loves movies that are in your face, but for me, those lack substance. Like for when sure. you do a movie that, like, I saw James Wan Maligne. For me, I really enjoyed that. We finally got an OG killer again. Yeah, it, came, it, it, it came off with a, cr- a weird twist that I already identified from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I told my wife, "This is what it is." All right, I'm not going to say it here for people who haven't watched it yet. I said, "Babe, th- I bet you this is what it is." When the revelation came, she just looks at me like, "You asshole! How, how the hell did you know?" <laughs> yeah, I read too many comic books. I've, I have shade wing in my head telling me this is what's going on. <laughs> See, I, I didn't, I, I didn't, I had a couple of theories in that in that story in Malignant, uh, yeah. and by the time they, it, it did the big reveal at the end, there I was like, "Wait a minute!" I was not ready for that at all. <laughs> I still need to finish it. I, I've started uh, on it, and, and it looked really, really creepy. I like James Wan, but I haven't gotten through the rest of it. Yeah, that's the whole thing. It's creepy. It's cool. It's different. I was very happy mm-hmm. to find again. It's not a remake. It's not a reboot. And again, uh, like with what M Night Shyamalan did. You know, with glass and all that, I feel that that's what he's going to do here. Mm-hmm. Create this yeah. very weird, crazy universe. Because again, watch the movie, folks. You're gonna see. You know, James Wan, yeah. I think, is the horror master of our time. He, you know what? As a horror fan, I will agree with you for our time, and, for now, for this time, yeah, right? I, and yes. I'm gonna add an amen to that too. <laughs> we're talking saw. We're talking insidious. We're conjuring. We're, we're talking, I mean, yeah, the conjuring. I mean, Aquaman. Not not just horror. Aquaman, dude. That yeah. was badass. The trench was a creepy, creepy scene. And yeah. I love that they used that because again, Jeff Johns brought that shit. I went when what was it? The new Fifty Two. That whole trench stuff. I, I was very happy to see that because now you know that kind of gives Aquaman a really some cool, respectable monster in the sea to fight. That you know, a good purpose yeah. for him. Over yeah. here too, like yo, know, the sea is not just my people trying to get at you. There's other shit out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that trench stuff was yep. really creepy. I loved it. Are, are we gonna yeah. get any creepy monsters here too in, in this universe? How many creepy oh, monsters yeah. are we gonna he, get? Any? He definitely specializes uh, more in the horror <laughs> than I do. Um, there, you know, I have. Uh, I mean, White Dragon and Michael Nero starts off with a grisly murder, but I don't think I really keep it there um, as consistently. But um, if you want to look at uh, you know horrific stuff, I would say read uh, Gallows Men uh, because oh. Patrick O'Leary is probably one of our scariest characters. 
Nice. So Patrick O'Leary yes. is our resident slasher. Mm-hmm. Nice. Hey, we, everybody needs one. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Everybody needs a resident slasher. I miss those days of the 80s. You know, every two or three years, we were getting a new cool slasher up until what happened. I don't know. Lately, we don't get anything. Until minute, we got something there. I think. Right, right. I really I, I really love that new direction he's going with that. Uh, he's done a lot of the more paranormal, supernatural stuff with his other films. This felt like a like a supervillain origin story. Thank you. Now you see where I'm going with it. I could see something really being created here, something larger. Because if that's possible in that universe, what else? Similar to what M. Night, right? With Mr. Glass. Yeah. When he says, yo, I got to find somebody that's unbreakable then. Because if I'm breakable, there's got to be somebody that's unbreakable. The total opposite. Now, there we go. Let's get into that one comic chat really quickly before we let you go. Do you think mm-hmm. that do you think that, that holds any truth that there is a complete opposite to whatever exists? A hundred? Do you think there is a possibility that one day? I mean, if humans are gonna start living past a hundred years and you know, at past a hundred years, apparently they're gonna look like they're still in their fifties. Do you think that maybe there is in the future a line somewhere down the line where we're gonna have a power, whether it's, I mean, for us, I don't see flight, but I see strength, super mm-hmm. strength. What do you think? I think, I think that all kind of uh, is hinging on what they call the singularity. Uh, when we get to transfer our consciousness uh, into uh, uh, in, like a machine body. Oh, shit. Uh, you don't know want it's definitely a, a possibility. I mean, you know, you advance technology, both uh, biology and uh, technology. You know, enough. It's certainly possible. Um, uh, Cyberpunk futures are quite plausible. Um, I don't know. I guess we're just going to have to see where science uh, takes us. I mean, I've heard of all kinds of uh, news reports about, you know, experiments on monkeys and, you know, that have uh, that have kind of gained traction. And uh, Cygor is real. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to a certain degree. I mean, I don't think we're going to have actually um, I I went and saw a a show on uh, one of the Discovery Networks and um, basically, Adam Savage from the Mythbusters built an Iron Man suit that was functional. Um, it doesn't work as well as the Iron Man suit, but it flew um, and it could take a bullet. Uh, it was ti- it was titanium. Yes, so you know, I would say it's not impossible. Oh, was shit. it like was it like the 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 version of the suit like from the cave like that version? Yeah, oh, no, 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 no. It was actually like one of the more modern looking suits. Really? Wow. Yeah, they actually got a permission from Kevin Feige to do it. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't ask permission. I'll build my shit, bro. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm going to build it, and I'm going to fly up to Marvel's office. This is how you do it, and then fly away. <laughs> I'll be an asshole. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's what I'm t- this is why I said this to Nemesis the other day. You know, they were having a conversation in the Comic Crusaders chat about heroes and, and killing and all. And this is why I said, if I was a hero, just keep me locked up. And I think that kind of answers where I would go. <laughs> right, right. I, I'm I'm fairly certain that if I ever had like uh, a really powerful superpower, it would corrupt me. I if I like if I had the force, yeah, I would use it inappropriately. I, I would not follow the general <laughs> way. You know what I mean? All those force chokes. <laughs> oh wait a minute! Are yeah. we getting into another conversation? Are you going to be one of those gray Jedi's or Sith or something? Uh, maybe philosophically, but I'm definitely going to have my stiff edges. <laughs> I'm definitely more of a, I would say a light gray Jedi. Oh man, I'm the darkest gray they come. Forget about it. That's what I would be. Listen, if, if powers like that were real, the fun that I would have with world leaders, I say here, yes. This is all fake, folks. Don't worry. I ain't hurting nobody. <laughs> but if I had powers, man, world leaders that were assholes, y'all better watch out. I'll tell you that much right now. 
I, I'll be doing some crazy stuff beyond what Superman would do. These are not the drugs Actually, we're was, looking for. That was something I liked about the new 52 Superman was that he, he was initially doing that. Like there was a corrupt politician uh, in, in Metropolis. He just went straight up to his apartment and hung him over the balcony. Like you're going to handle this and you're going to do it now. <laughs> he went straight right? golden age Superman with that. Yeah. And that's great. I missed that. I miss that type. Again, because heroes don't need to be goody two-shoes. We need to sometimes use the tools of the villain. And, I, you know, I just, when I say heroes should kill, no, they shouldn't. I say that justfully, you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, we need to have that, though, where they, they are willing to use certain tools of the villain. I, I, I kind of like both aspects. I think we need both. And, and this is one of the reasons why um, I, one of my books, it's uh, basically a, a lighthearted hero. Um, and then somebody like Night Spider, who is a former professional thief with superpowers. Uh, and so you get that that clash. And I think that that's really interesting because you can have those kinds of discussions. There you go. For You see the type of stuff you're going to get from the Omenverse, from Revelations, from everything. I mean, you're going to get a piece of everything. And what's even crazy is you got religion and you got mythos. And again, don't take it seriously, folks. It's fun, fun stuff, fun collabos and amalgams, as the verb is being used today. Again, so please sign up. To the Indigo, let me present this on screen. It's right there. Very simple. It's on pre-launch right now. You get 10% off if you sign up before next Monday. So get, get that done. Now, find out about the publishers right here. So follow Omen, Wicked Publishing, Omenverse. You know, please support the Patreon. You saw what you could get for $6. You get in digital and print. Tell me when Marvel would do that for you. Never. All right? And then, of course, you know... Uh, you got Comics Old Man, Revelation Comics, and please follow the individuals, Mr. Nunley and Mr. Sellers on the socials right here, Mike Nunley 5, Shadewing, that's what he is, you know, he, he's Nightwing's brother, that stays in the shade. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't actually it. my intent to name it like that, but yeah. It kind of fits, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's basically like a sci-fi character I created. <laughs> Oh, shit. Yo, we're going to see Steve Sellers, action hero, a.k.a. Shade Wing, <laughs> coming soon. I would love it. All right. So, guys, anything else we got to cover right now other than support that beautiful Indiegogo next week? Uh, I, I just I, I just want to give a, a, a shout out also to um, our artists. Uh, it's uh, at A-W-O-T-O-S-I-N, Awotasin. Um He's uh he's got he's got great rates. He's really talented. And also the same for uh uh Guido Martinez, uh G uh underscore Mart eight uh on Twitter. Uh both both of those really talented guys, uh really great rates. Uh I, I would take advantage of that if you so could. wait, well you're saying great rates. So they they're, they're available for work now uh, on someone's project should should they should they need those services? Yes, sir. Oh, that's awesome. So check them out. There you go. Please email me that information so I could add it to the show notes in case people are wondering. You know, they don't need to keep rewinding, but here it goes. If you want top talent that are going to put in the work and, like, you heard Shaywing, like, great turnaround, all right? And that's what people are looking for. We need people to get work done. So you're going to show them the love, but most importantly, show the Omen Comics the love, Mike, Steve, Shaywing, everything. Revelation, Omen. I'm, that's it. I'm an Omen-verser. Make mine Omen, kiddo. I love it. Yeah, yeah. We, we call Omen fans Omenots. The Omenots. Mm -hmm. I'm an Omenot. Right. When, I'm, when am I going to get my space suit? That's what I feel like I'm going <laughs> to go into here. <laughs> I, love I, just, it. I don't know why, but I always think of Juggernaut when I think of that. 
Oh, oh right? man. Oh, we you should. Yo, you know what? You should create a, a, a juggernautish character as, as, as the mascot for the Omen Arts. I can see <laughs> right, it. Right, right. No, yeah, put a back, put, put a flying uh, a backpack on him, like, like the Rocketeer, something bigger. You know, we're Americans. We got to do bigger. <laughs> we we got a name for Revelation Comics fans too, don't we, Steve? Yeah, what is that? Uh, I, call, I call them Revelationists. Um, Revelation. that. Yeah, well, I, there's always this um, this 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 panel of uh, Kirby's dark side, you know, talking about Revelationists, and I'm like, you know what? I I, I like that so much, I'm going to use it. Revelationist. There you go. Be an, be an Omenot or a Revelationist, but whatever it is, support these two amazing independent comic book creators. You know, they, they're doing stuff to keep us entertained, folks. So give them their flowers while they're here. Uh, Mike, Steve, thank you for what you do. Thank you for the entertainment. Thank you for sharing pieces of yourselves and your work uh, and on the VidCast and podcast. You guys are awesome and amazing. Folks, you know what to do. I'm not going to repeat myself with the exception of, of course, visit the, our comic shop, comiccrusaders.shop, and our swag shop at comiccrusaders.us. I'm Al Mega with the amazing Mike Nonely and Steve Shea Wing Sellers. Thank you for tuning in to another Comic Crusaders podcast. Hasta la próxima, mi gente. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today.